0: You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenchurch.com. Fantastic. What an honor to be with you on July 4th weekend and to be able to preach. The title of my message is no different. It's just Independence Day. That's the title of my message. I thought I can't beat that. Independence Day. And we're going to go to the book of Exodus chapter 14, where God literally brings independence to Israel after 430 years of being in bondage in slavery in Egypt. And God sets them free from slavery, from bondage. They are free. And they're about to, they've just arrived at the Red Sea and it looks like it's bleak. It looks like, man, maybe we should have just tolerated it what we were experiencing back there, but God's about to do a a marvelous work and that we're going to get there in a sec. But while you're turning there... Let me just give you a few things that you may not know about the United States of America. And as Dr. Matt said, 16 years ago today, we arrived in America. Leanne and I and our three little boys, we had no Zoe back then. Um, She's 13 next month. Yeah, 13 next month. But 16 years ago, on the 4th of July, we flew into San Diego and everything was delayed. And as we are coming in, we saw the fireworks going off. And I thought, wow. And I said to the kids, I said, kids, Look at the reception we're getting, and the kids—the kids thought it was legit until we got to to the. There's three three air, uh, three terminals there, and one was the little commuter terminal because we'd flown from LAX down. And um, anyway, there was no one no one there to to kind of greet us, and they're like, oh, "I don't think those fireworks for us, Dad." i said they weren't but it was the fourth of july weekend so it's a very very special weekend for us because it's 16 years and i just just want to just remind you as somebody who was born in europe in germany uh, grew up in australia spent seven years in new zealand that there is no no nation like the united states of america there is no nation like the united states of america And uh, and I want to speak a little bit about the the devil's agenda as well as God's agenda today because we are the United States and there's a saying, united we stand, divided we fall. And uh, you've got to be very, very careful. You've got to be very, very careful. I just wish the people who wanted to divide us, who hate us so much, why why don't they just leave? I mean, there's so many other countries in the world. Knock yourself out and um, sure we'll give you a passport and you can go. And then let the rest of us just enjoy and love this magnificent country. And uh, But anyway, so let me give you a few quick thoughts. The first one is the USA comprises less than 5% of the world's population and yet has created more new wealth than the rest of the world combined. Did you know that? Less than 5% of the world's population lives in the United States of America, and yet she has created more new wealth than the rest of the world combined. Throughout the ages, humans have gone hungry and starved, despite fertile soil and manpower to work it. Ancient Assyria, Persians, Egyptians, the Greeks, all intelligent people, yet despite their intelligence, could never get enough to eat. Resorting to killing their babies, the Roman Empire collapsed in a famine. Yet for almost 300 years, the USA has been the food basket of the entire world. The past 200 years, the USA has outdistanced the world in extending the benefits of inventions and discoveries in science, medicine, technology, housing, power, energy, transport, space, aircraft, agriculture, just to name a few. There are more discoveries, inventions and patents right here in the USA than anywhere else in the world. It's young men and women have fought in wars throughout the world in defense of freedom, asking nothing for their efforts and sacrificing their lives in return. The USA is always the first to provide relief and aid to other nations that have had natural calamities, oftentimes even providing aid to our enemies, which no other nation in history has done. That's probably worth reading again. The USA is always the first to provide relief and aid to other nations that have had natural calamities oftentimes even providing aid to our enemies, which no other nation in history has done. The USA has given more dollars in aid and relief than the world's nations combined, and yet she is still the target of much vitriol and hatred and envy of nations right around the world, but it doesn't stop her from being good. So I want you to know that I'm a very, very proud American, proud to call America home. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, you're very kind. So come with me in your Bibles. We're going to read the from the book of Exodus. Exodus chapter 14, verse 10. We'll jump down there. It says, When Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were very afraid. And the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Then they said to Moses, So it's interesting. What's happened is Moses threw ten judgments, ten plagues. Pharaoh realizes, okay, I've got to let them go. I've got to let them go. I've got to let them go. I can't handle any more devastation, any more punishment. You can go. So they go. They, they now come to the first juncture where there's a Red Sea in front of them. The Red Sea in front of them and the Egyptians coming up behind them. And, you know, the children of Israel are like, man, do we, do we, do we miss a turn? Do we take a wrong turn here? How, do we, how, do, how are we supposed to get across this Red Sea into the Promised Land? But how many people know that God... Has got it all figured out. But what's interesting is says they cried out to the Lord, period, and it says, and then they said to Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you so dealt with us to bring us up out of Egypt? Isn't that amazing? Because if you read the beginning of Exodus, it says, God speaking, says, I heard the cry and the complaining of my people, and I've seen the oppression and the injustice with the sting of the whip on their backs by their Egyptian taskmasters. And behold, I can't turn a deaf ear. I'm coming down to deliver them. And now all of a sudden they're saying, oh, I can't believe you even brought us up out of Egypt. It's like you were whining back there. It's amazing people that whine. Often it has less to do with what's happening on the outside. Whining is usually a reflection of what's happening on the inside. Disgruntled miserable people it doesn't matter you can put them in you can put them in the United States of America, greatest nation that ever was, and they're disgruntled whining and complaining. Anyway, I need to keep moving. So they said to him, is, verse 12, is this not the word that we told you in Egypt? Saying, leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. Now, remember, they were a slave labor force, which means that they worked 16, 18 hour days and had nothing to show for it. They worked and somebody else got all the benefit. And now they're saying, isn't this what we told you back there in Egypt? We would have been we'd be better off serving the Egyptians than we should die in the wilderness. Isn't this the word that we told you? Isn't this the, so very interesting that the children of Israel were living under a word. They were living under a script. They were living under, is it, you know what, hey, it's, it's, it's not perfect, but Hey. You know, this is better. Hey, better the devil. You know, they were living under a word. Can I tell you, the reason we do church every week is because whether you realize it or not, there is a word that you live under. And I just want you to know any word that doesn't line up with this word, you are selling yourself short. It's when you make a decision to line your life up with this word. Isaiah 55 verse 8 and 9 says that my thoughts are not your thoughts, says the Lord, neither are my ways your ways. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my thoughts higher than your thoughts and my ways higher than your ways. I discovered for me to step into God's ways, I needed to start thinking his thoughts after him. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. God says I know the thoughts that I think toward you says the Lord good thoughts not evil to give you a future and a hope God doesn't limit his thoughts to thoughts about you it doesn't say I know the thoughts that I think about you God says I know the thoughts that I think toward you. God is God is broadcasting just like our radio stations and the transmitters they are broadcasting 24/ 7 365 continually bro- broadcasting and what happens when you come into awakened church we run conferences like Awaken conference rise of the prophets and the, the the entire thing is engineered to to turn your spirit to shift your dish where you are now picking up you're now a receiver to what is being transmitted from heaven because when one once one thing thought from heaven takes a whole, everything changes, everything shifts in your life. It's amazing how many people live with, I'm second rate, I'm damaged goods, I'm a, I'm a failure, I'm no good, I'm useless. I got ADD, ADHD, I've got I'm, I've got a disability, I've got an excuse, my father wasn't there for me because I felt responsible for the, the divorce. And it's amazing how many words people live under on a subconscious level. Psychology, psychology a lot of people go to psychologists, And uh, there's nothing wrong with that. It's it's good if, if if they stay pure in their psychology. Psychology comes from two words, psych, soul, logos, words. You are the product of your soul words. Your life is a product of your soul words. When you come into the house of God, there's a different logos that we want your soul to get a hold of, and it's the Word of God. Get the Word of God on the inside of you. So the, anyway, so, so Moses said to the people, don't be afraid, stand still. Fear, people in fear say the dumbest things. Did you know that God hasn't given us a spirit of fear? And yet at 2020, fear was unleashed. It was unleashed on America, fear. You know, you had to wear a cloth mask because that's going to protect you from a virus. That's three hundred times smaller than the pores, right. but people 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 were losing their ish. I got accosted in in uh, in uh, Home Depot because I was having a sip of my my drink, and put your off your like it's like <laughs> the man from Gatherings, I just called him Legion. <laughs> I'll do it when I'm done there, Mr. Legion. But but because when. The Bible says God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but one of love, power, and a sound mind. So three things that can't coexist with fear is love, power, and a sound mind. When we saw cities burnt down and Antifa beating up elderly folks and stomping on their car, that's not love. But fear, love, power, and a sound mind, irrational thoughts. Thank God Moses is a leader. That's why we need leadership. Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Don't go to fear. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. And the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Which is a great question from God. Tell the children of Israel to go forward, but lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel went across on dry dry ground. And then the Bible says that when Pharaoh saw them going across with the water on either side, he thought, oh, well, you know, that's for me as well. So he chased them. But the Bible says the Lord kind of hindered them and The the pillar of cloud and the fire by day, God was with them in in the wilderness, went from being in front of the people to go. He went went and positioned himself behind the people, and he began to flip the wheels off the chariots. So the chariots were coming off. And then when they realized, hang on, something weird's going on here, man. All the wheels are coming off the chariots. The Bible says the Egyptian says the Lord is fighting for Israel. Quick, let us flee. And then just as the last Israelite got out on the other side, Moses... Was commanded by God, stretch out your staff and bring the waters back on top. And the entire Egyptian army was taken out. The entire might, the entire strength of Egypt was taken out in one day because they dared stretch out their hand to strike the Lord's anointing. God came through and they were completely delivered. Egypt went from, uh, up until that time, she was the superpower. She was the predominant superpower on the planet. But after that, she became became as weak and feeble as all the other nations and never rose again to being a superpower. So uh, so let me give you three quick thoughts. The first thing that you need to understand that the Independence Day freedom, it begins with a declaration. Just as the United States of America has a declaration of independence that was signed, that was ratified by 55 signers in 1776, I need you to understand that your life and your future flows in the direction of your declaration. If you say life's no good, man, it's just difficult. We can't get a home here in San Diego. San Diego's way too expensive. what. Whatever you're declara- it's got to change. Now, listen, this week we got our Awaken Conference, Rise of the Prophets. And the reason, we, the reason we're doing that is because most of us, most of us, the memory of 2020 is if we were driving a car, in our rearview mirror is a dumpster fire. That dumpster fire was 2020. It were, What a cray-cray year. We don't want to go back to that. But many of us are still bearing the impact and the scars of our businesses shuttered, not being able to travel, not being able to see loved ones, not be, being able to go overseas to visit family. Some of us even had uh, people that died that we couldn't even attend their funeral. You know, we, we had people who got rushed to hospital and weren't allowed to to be with their their loved ones, their, their spouses in their dying moments. It was an evil that was un, unleashed. And so I would be, I would be, a poor shepherd, if if I didn't realize that you don't need the most predominant thing in your rearview mirror is the tragedy that was 2020. So what the rise of the prophets is, is you're going to be in an environment in this building where prophetic voices are going to put something in front of you so that what you're looking at through the windscreen is something that is beautiful, something that is wonderful, something that is delightful. God wants to replace the pain of yesterday with the promise of tomorrow. God wants to replace the pain of yesterday with the promise of tomorrow. God says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, good thoughts to give you a future and a hope. What is hope? Hope is that tomorrow will be better than today. So, so we want you to get a word this week. When you get that word, make that your declaration. Make that your declaration. The, 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 the children of Israel, had to, had to declare, you know, Joshua says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We will serve the Lord. You, you, you've got to find yourself making some declaration. Declarations are both uh, amen, agreement, but they're also prophetic. They're also prophetic. Over my life, I've found many, many times I, I've, I've been compelled by the Holy Spirit, Pastor Rachel, to, to make a declaration to just make a declaration. When the enemy came in like a flood, when it looked like he was gonna try and take out our kids, when the devil whispered to me and says, okay, you're having success in San Diego, not what I wanted, but you're gonna pay for it with the death of your firstborn. And, and, and And he tried to convince me, and then the Holy Spirit, who's your helper, he said to me, don't listen to him. I gave my firstborn so you don't have to give yours. My firstborn son, Jesus Christ, was more than enough. You don't have to pay so what i did was i drew a line in the sand i said devil let let me just make a declaration let me just declare to you and you get this word. You know, Jesus defeated the devil three times in the wilderness. How did he do it? Three times he said, it is written. It is written. It is written. You know, people say, why didn't he just, you know, fry him? Why didn't he turn him in a pile of ashes? Yeah, you know, he didn't need to. Because the, the, the devil, he the highest authority in the universe, in the galaxy, in the cosmos, is the word of God. The Bible says, in the beginning, the word was the word framed the heavens. It is held together by that same word. It is sustained by the word. It responds to the word. That's why a carpenter's son can be asleep on a boat, and experienced fishermen are in danger, fearful for their lives, because waves are breaking over the bow into the boat, filling the boat with water. They can't bail quick enough, and they're like, We need another pair of hands. Master, do you not care that we're perishing? And Jesus, the Son of God, stands up and says, Peace be still. And immediately the wind and the waves obey him. And they're like, Who is this? At the wind? Because the wind and the waves recognize the same. Word that brought them into existence is the same word, is the same word that has authority over them. Jesus said, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word endureth forever. So, you've got to make a declaration. I don't, I'm not sure what your declaration is for 2021, but don't let the devil hijack your declaration. Don't let the devil, well, you just got to be a realist, don't you? You just got to be like real you got to, you know, you can't really, you know, like, no, 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 I, no. I don't, I, you know, I, I hear you at waiting Church. You know, you guys are like those confess it and possess it, blab it and grab it people. You're just like, you know, I'm into reality. Well, you can be into reality, but I kind of looked at reality. I don't kind of really like that reality. That's not the kind of reality I... I I'm going to create a new reality. One that lines up with it. Oh, are you saying as Christians we can do that? 100%. 100%. I guarantee you there's so many Christians are going to get to heaven and realize they're going to have a Homer Simpson moment. Oh! And realize, realize, shoot, I could have lived the whole lot. Yeah, you could have. All our fathers, all our founding fathers agreed upon this one thing, that they didn't need to write our Creator's laws in our Constitution, for they all agreed, they said, because it is already written down in the Scriptures. In the Scriptures. Uh, We have to declare to the powers that once ruled over us that we are no longer going to live under its tyranny. Make a decision. Maybe you walked in today and you're addicted to a substance. Maybe you walked in today and you're bound by fear or anxiety. Or maybe you walked in today and you had a, you know, like a negative prognosis and a diagnosis. And we're not denying the facts. We don't deny the facts. We're not the, hey, just pretend that you're not sick and the sickness will go away. It's just pretend. We don't, we don't do that. What we do is we take facts and we introduce them to truth. Yes. So that the fact is, this person was diagnosed with uh, tumors all through the lungs. That was the facts, that was the facts. But what we do in the house of God is we bring facts to truth. The truth is that by his stripes you were healed for you and I to go to heaven Jesus just needed to die on the cross but the Bible says he intentionally gave his back to those who beat him you think he didn't have a choice he absolutely he he said to the disciples guys guys do you not think that I could call right now 10 legions of angels that would rescue me but what should I do say father save me from this hour no 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 it was for this hour that I've come forth Jesus gave his back why because the Bible says that by his stripes we were healed If, if 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 you tried to return something that you purchased to a store, the first thing they're going to ask you is a receipt of the transaction. You have healing. It was purchased for you, and the receipt of the transaction is on the back of Jesus Christ. And so what we do is we we introduce facts to the truth. And when fact and truth collide, fact always bows its knee. It's a fact. Man can't walk on water, but Jesus walked on water. Why does he walk on water? Because he was trying to show them the preeminence of the Word of God, that even though the Word created the water, even though the Word created gravity, even though the Word created biology, the Word may have created all of it, but don't you ever think that the Word is under, that it is subject to it. The Word still dominates over. When you lift your life to come into alignment with the Word of God, everything shifts. We have an amazing nation because of a declaration of independence. We're not living under King George and his tyranny. We're not living under religious oppression. We're not living under taxation without representation. They made a declaration. What is your declaration? I feel like I failed if you don't walk out of this house with a brand new declaration. My marriage is going to be the best. Man, I'm going to. Be, I'm the head, not the tail. Above only, not beneath. I'm going to prosper. I'm going to flourish. This is going to be the greatest year of my life. I'm going to walk out here with more friends than I ever had. Number two, your freedom flows from the inside out. Your freedom flows from the inside out. Let's put up a couple of these quotes. I've got a great quote here by John Adams. Our Constitution was made only for a moral and a religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other our Constitution was made for a holy, moral, and religious people. See, the freedom that we have, someone once said we have a Statue of Liberty on the East Coast, we need to have a Statue of Responsibility on the West Coast. And yes. if you go up to Cray Cray Hollywood, that's probably. <laughs> but it's, 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 not, it's not freedom from, it's freedom to. We don't have freedom from religion. We have freedom to worship however we please. We don't have freedom from doing what's right. We have the freedom to do what's right. You know, when when I first moved here, it was so funny. Leanne and I would walk to, uh, we lived in Scripps Ranch. We walked down the hill and we'd go to the Starbucks and we'd get a, a, back then it was a white chocolate mocha or basically sugar mixed with water. And... Uh, I'd get a white chocolate mocha and next door was a Brugger's bagels and we'd get a bagel and a coffee. It was just an awesome way to start the day. But just just out the front was, you know, those 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 awesome uh, tin contain where, where you got the USA Today and you could buy like Dream Home magazine, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And I remember back then it was 50 cents, two quarters. You put it in and you open it up. And I remember I said to Leanne, I said, "Ah, oh, you know, I, I, I want to know, about America I want to know what's going on in the culture so I got two quarters put it in there and I opened it I went oh my gosh and like what 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 I said it's broken she goes what do you mean it's broken I said look it's... I said I, I, I've got access to all of the papers <laughs> she's like well do you want all this? I said no no I said, it's and there was a guy standing there waiting, so I took my paper and said oh man I think it's busted and he looked at me and he put his two, two quarters in and he lifted it up I said see see it's broken and he goes what and he takes his paper and walks off and then I'm standing there watching, and then another guy comes in, puts his quarters in, and takes one and walks up. That never happened in Australia. <laughs> that, that wouldn't even last 30 seconds in Australia. Mark, is, am I right? It wouldn't, mate, someone would be taking them all, selling them, or they'd be flung all over the road. In America, we have a freedom to do what's right. To do what's right. Do you know Alexander de Tocqueville, when he came to America, he said, America is great because she is good. America is great. He says, I looked looked for her greatness in her harbors. He said it wasn't there. He said, I looked for her greatness in her mountains and in, in her resources. He said it wasn't there. He says, but when I walked into her churches, and saw her pulpits. He said, they're not like the pulpits of, of France. He said, her pulpits were aflame with passion. He said, America is great because she is good. Should she ever stop being good, she'll no longer be great. There is a spirit in this world that doesn't want you to be good, that doesn't want America to be good, that doesn't want you free, but we recognize that spirit for what it is, and we reject it. Can somebody say Amen. amen. So Romans 8, uh, sorry, excuse me. Hebrews 8 verse 10 says this. Hebrews 8 verse 10 says, For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their mind and write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they shall be my people. I want you to know that, that when, when we don't have God's laws on our hearts, there's no amount of police. You only need more and more police when there's less and less moral laws in our heart. I do the right thing not because I fear being arrested, I do the right thing because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. When the 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 devil knew if he could just get rid of the Bible, if he could get rid of prayer, if he could get rid of honor, if he could get rid of virtue, if he could corrupt us from the inside out, that's how he could take the United States into the divided states and destroy. And can I just encourage you that that it has landed on our doorstep in our generation to, to fight. I don't want to get to heaven and meet Washington and meet john adams and meet benjamin franklin and meet meet these great men and say Ah, oh, man i i love what you guys did I, I ate all of the bounties enjoyed all of the blessings but I, I was too woke to stand up no 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 yeah i thought of going into battle and i thought how can i go into battle with these skinny jeans and this deep v-neck i don't know i i, I don't want to be that guy so that was naughty let me keep moving Patrick Henry has another great quote. Patrick Henry, it cannot be emphasized too strongly or too often that this great nation was founded not by religionists, but by Christians, not on religions, but on the gospel of Jesus Christ. For this very reason, peoples of other faiths have been afforded asylum, prosperity, and freedom of worship here. Did you know you can be a Muslim in the united states of america but you can't be a christian in a muslim nation they will burn your church down they will arrest the pastors the the persecution that we hear of all over but in america because of the liberty and because of christianity the gospel that we we know that every human being carries the imago day they carries they carry the 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 uh, image of the invisible God, that they have intrinsic value. That's why we stand up against things like abortion, because every child is made in the image and the likeness of God, and that is intrinsic value. We don't subscribe to all the lies out there that somehow there's a subhuman class. There is no subhuman class. There is no subhuman class. The, the, Adolf Hitler used the word untermenschen, Untermenschen. Untermenschen means subhumans. And he said that the Jews were subhumans. They were leeches and it was all right to, to, to eradicate them. He got that from Friedrich Nietzsche. Friedrich Nietzsche had a, had a book called Übermensch, which means the, the Superman. But all of this comes from Darwin. So Charles Darwin, who is taught in our schools, it's replaced the Bible in our schools. There's, there's, there's not one mention of race or racism or races in our, in our Bibles. The Bible says that before the throne of God, every tribe, every, tri- every tongue, every people, every ethnicity was before the throne. But it never talks about races. The Bible never talks about races where did races come from? It came from Charles Darwin. Most of you know Charles Darwin's book because you've been brainwashed to believe that this is what it was called, The Origin of the Species. That's not what it's called. It's called The Origin of the Species and Its Preferred Races because he wrote the entire paper to try and justify why he as a white bourgeoisie should be able to have the black man. And in his book that was inspired also Margaret Sanger, that the the, 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 uh, the Negro and the Australian Aboriginal are so... They've, they've only just evolved from the monkey. And therefore, their, their thinking and their intelligence is subordinate. And they are an inferior race that, you know, if we don't kill them, the, the, the best thing we can do is enslave them. And we have fools that attack this. This is the greatest liberator. The founding fathers... 51 of the 55 signers of the Declaration of Independence We're we're practicing Christians. Don't let the revisionists and don't let the people with the microphones lie to you about our founding, about our value, about our history. Don't let them lie to you. We need to understand that that everything flows from the inside out. When you you were created, you were created in a womb. But even in the womb, you were created from the inside out. Did you know that it's the heart, it's the lungs, it's the liver, it's the kidney, it's your your internal organs— that are formed first the last thing that happens is is the hair the eyebrows the fingernails and all of those things you 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 are shaped from the inside out all life moves from the inside out life flows from the inside out we don't need guns and we don't need um, police when everybody has God's laws in their hearts, when everybody will. Do you know that the Bible says that there are nine fruits of the Holy Spirit in Galatians 5.22, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against these, there is no law. If every single person in America was filled with the Spirit, Filled with the Spirit, producing the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience. We, we wouldn't need half the insurances that we pay. We wouldn't need half the repair bills that we've got to pay. We wouldn't need half the police for it. But no, but there is a war. There's a satanic war on the United States of America and on people on this planet in general. And so that's why the church needs to speak up, not back up. Can somebody say amen? The last one, number three, number three for independence. How you got it is how you keep it. How you got something is how you keep it. Have a look at this quote by Thomas Jefferson. The tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. The tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. Many years ago, I ran a youth conference called Phenomena, and uh, I think it was like maybe the third or fourth day in, there was a, a gentleman come in the middle of, I think I just preached, had an altar call and he lunged and grabbed me and he had his head here and he had his arms around me and he's just crying. And, you know, security's coming. I'm like, just, just leave him. And I'm like, hey, buddy, it's a bit weird. Are you okay? And he just looks up and he had these tears coursing down his cheeks. He goes, how do I keep this? How do I keep this? And I wanted to look at him and say, shoot, I don't know. So that's a brilliant question no one's ever asked. How do I keep this? And then the Holy Spirit, how many people thank God for the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit said, Yerkes, tell him how you got it is how you keep it. I said, how you got it is how you keep it. Pretty impressive, I know. And then he says, what does that mean? I'm like, oh, crud. Um, what does that mean? And God said, how you, how you get something is how you keep it. The same spirit that, that births something is the same spirit that keeps something. The Bible says, what is it that overcomes the world, even our faith? The Bible says, those things that are born of God overcome the world. How, how, how something is birthed, how something is established is, is how it's kept. When, when I started dating Leanne, you, you better believe, like there was not one, not one date where I didn't have st- Where I didn't have, you know, I mean, I was on my best behavior, dressed really well, you know, going out to eat. And, and I'm like, go on, that's so fascinating. Wow. And how does that make you feel? Now, I'm telling you, I was pulling out all the stops. And then because boys, boys are hunters, so it's like, you know, once she said I do, we're on, on the way out of the church. I'm like, hello, yeah. Can put everything away. And then a couple of years later, she's like, this is not what I signed up for. I'm like, what? I thought she was marrying, she wasn't marrying me. She was marrying the ideal. She was marrying the, she was marrying, I can do, I could do with a lifetime of romance, being spoiled, having my chair pulled out, the door open, being listened to, being cared for took me many, many years. You're smarter than I am. It took me many years to realize, oh my gosh, how I got her is how I keep her. How I got her is how I keep her. It's like that in the kingdom. America, America, how do we get America? People gave their lives. In fact, um, Dr. Matt sent me and somebody sent it to him. This this extraordinary um By signing the Declaration of Independence, the 56 Americans pledged their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. It was no idle pledge. Nine signers died of wounds during the Revolutionary War. Five were captured or imprisoned. Their wives and their children were killed, jailed, mistreated, or left penniless. Twelve signers Houses were burned to the ground. Seventeen lost everything they owned. No signer defected their honor, like their nation, and remained intact. How how something was birthed is how it's sustained. George Washington, the hero, hero general, fought for five years, from 1776 till 1781 so that the USA would be recognized as independent. And then he signed the Treaty of Paris. On September 14, 1814, after 25 hours of heavy bombardment by the British Navy, British troops having already burnt down the White House and Capitol building, bringing shame and reproach to this new republic, a young man by the name of Thomas Scott Keyes was in a ship on the Baltimore Harbor. And early that morning, when he saw the British fleet retreating, Then bombardment having not been successful, he looked and all he could see waving in the distance at Fort McHenry was the flag of the United States of America. And so he penned the following words, Oh say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight over ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming and the rocket's red glare the bombs bursting in air gave proof through the night that our flag was still there oh say does that star-spangled banner yet wave over the land of the free and the home of the brave What what a nation what a nation what a nation Come on, stand to your feet. I'm out of time. I had somebody send me a message this morning just saying that they were in a church where the pastor said it was idolatrous to honor Independence Day and honor a nation that somehow was idolatrous. And so I just said, listen, I said, you just need to find another church to worship in. The Spirit of God is a spirit of freedom. Galatians 5, one says, it is for freedom that Christ has set you free. Just lift your hands high to heaven. Father, we declare, we declare, we declare in the name of Jesus Christ that those whom the Son sets free are free indeed. That Jesus came to liberate the captives. Jesus, I speak right now to every chain, every bondage, every addiction, every snare, every hold of the evil one over people's lives, and I sentence a decree over you, devil. However you've gripped them, lust, pornography, anxiety, fear, depression, anger, bitterness, alcohol, drugs, gambling, however you've however you've gripped them, I declare They are loosed. I declare they are free. I declare the Spirit of God breaks every yoke, removes every burden. I declare freedom, freedom in their mind, freedom in their soul, freedom in their spirit. Father, we think today, Lord God, of all the the men and women who came back from fighting in overseas wars in coffins, those coffins draped with our flag with old glory. Father, while we have the right to not stand for the flag. We do not have the right to dishonor those who have paid the highest price. So, Father, we are so grateful this weekend for Independence Day weekend. We're so grateful that we can barbecue and we can go down to our beautiful beaches and our beautiful harbors or have people over to our beautiful homes without fear of tyranny, without fear of being because of the price that's being paid. So we honor those fallen. We honor the men and women. We honor all those who put on the uniform. All uniforms, whether they're firefighters, whether they're the police, whether they're the sheriffs, the Navy, the Army, the Air Force, the Marines. We honor all that pull on the uniform. Father, we say bless this great nation. We say, Lord God, continue to bless. Continue to root out the wicked that the righteous will flourish in this great nation. And let me just do this. If your life's not right with God, friend, Independence Day begins when you let Christ come into your life. January 1986, I invited Jesus into my heart. Everything changed in a moment. Maybe you're here today and you're away from God, far from God, come back to God. Or maybe you're here today and you're just thinking, I need a brand new start. Friend, what Jesus does is He gives brand new starts. So, would you just close your eyes and bow your head because I want to say a prayer in closing and then I'm going to hand back to Dr. Matt. If you're like, yeah, that's me. I I need a brand new start, man. That's me. I, I I need to give my life to Christ. I need to surrender. Thank you. Would you just raise your hand and then I can see it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you through there. Thank you through there. Thank you. Who else is there? Thank you through there. Who else there? Thank you. Who else is there? Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you up the back, I see that hand. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So many hands have gone up. While their heads are bowed and our eyes closed, let me lead, you, lead us all in a, in a prayer, a declaration as we come to a close. Say these words out loud. Say, Heavenly Father, I want to thank you today. You so love me. You sent Jesus Christ, your only Son, on a rescue mission to save my soul. Lord Jesus, thank you. That when you died on the cross, you washed away all my sin, everything I've ever done wrong. And you broke the power that Satan had over my life. So that today, I am free. I am clean. I am forgiven. I am a child of God. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenchurch.com.